Have you ever wondered if being trans and exploring gender is actually just a freaky sex thing? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like underneath your gender situation or exploration, is this actually just a weird deviant situation where you are transitioning in order to fulfill some sort of kinky deviant fantasy? Well, hopefully you weren't conditioned to think like that, but I sure was. So I grew up in this like hardcore, conservative, Christian, cult-like situation. And I was taught from day one that any sexual activity, thought, or desire, which occurred outside of the cis, hetero, monogamous, and married way of life, Anything outside of that is just totally unnatural and immoral. So of course, when I first started feeling sexual desire as a young person, I became terrified and I immediately began denying and repressing anything even remotely related to sensuality, pleasure, passion, intimacy, uh, even just expression in general. Because in my mind, and according to how I was raised, I had been conditioned to believe that my sexuality and my gender were inherently wrong. And at that time, it's not like I really understood what was happening to me, right? I was just this sad little kid trying to earn love and fit in. And while most kids were out discovering themselves and exploring their humanity, I was busy silencing myself. And I was quite literally burying my truth underneath a mountain of shame and trauma and guilt and all sorts of just horrible beliefs about myself. And of course, I'm not the only one who has experience with this because I already know that so many of you can relate to what I'm talking about. Even if your childhood wasn't highly religious or conservative or traumatic, you're still growing up in a world and a society that subtly positions the trans experience as immoral and unnatural, right? And so of course that means that in your own way, you're going to absorb unhealthy beliefs simply as a result of being raised in this kind of environment. And it's almost like we as trans people lose our truth before we even have a chance to find it. So if that's where you're at, then my heart just totally goes out to you because I completely understand the pain of being estranged from myself. So I remember when I was really deep in this situation and I was beginning to come to terms with both my sexual truth and also my gender truth. And I remember looking at these two situations and just feeling very confused. Like on one hand, I wanted to live as a woman and be perceived as a woman. So I saw that to be a gender thing. But then on the other hand, I also wanted to be sexually fulfilled and desired as a woman. And so I saw that as a sexual thing. But since I had so much shame and trauma around my sexuality, it was almost like there was a sort of transference effect where my sexual wounding was in a weird way also associated with my gender wounding. And it was like I couldn't get out of this space where I was 
judging myself from the perspective of my sexual wounding, which means that I was looking at my woman-centric sexual desire system and I was telling myself, oh, this is wrong. Like, this is unnatural and it's immoral and it's inappropriate. And it's crazy because it got to the point where I was actually starting to dismiss my gender identity and re-silence my transgender nature just because I had convinced myself that this was all some kind of deviant, perverted sex thing. And so that means in order to cultivate balance and introduce healing into my situation, I had to find a way to address this dark, scary, self-loathing voice inside my head that was parroting all the beliefs of my childhood. And in this scenario, the voice of that monster was saying that I'm some sort of perverted, unnatural, deviant, naughty little person who was an abomination in the eyes of God and a disgrace to all things good and pure. <laughs> Which might sound silly or ridiculous, but those thoughts really were tormenting me and causing me to feel completely disempowered. Which means that now I had to figure out a way to get on better terms with this so-called monster. And in order to do that, what I decided to do was that I was going to commit to being more curious and inquisitive about the whole situation. So I started slowly at first and I made sure not to push myself too fast, but over time, I just started gently engaging with these judgmental voices. And I started feeling them and talking to them. And I was like asking them questions and I would experiment and I would try holding them in my body while also remaining connected to my heart and to my compassion. So for example, in a moment when I'm feeling stable and safe, I might invite a certain challenging perspective into my experience. And I might say something like, I'm a pervert or I'm a deviant. And then I would just sit there with it and I wouldn't defend myself. I wouldn't push it away. I would just breathe and I would feel. I would do my best to stay present and in my body. And then I would just observe how my system would react to these judgmental perspectives. And then over and over again, I just return to that compassion. And I continually remind myself that right now I'm safe. And it's not like I'm doing this as some sort of cute, mindless little exercise, right? No, this is like a really cathartic process. At least for me, it has been. Because up until the point that I started becoming friends with my monster, all those beliefs actually had real power over me. And so I would hear them and I would run from them. And I would, uh, if I were to think of them, then I would like disassociate and I wouldn't be able to be present. And so this is literally why I had gotten in the habit of repressing myself. And this was why I was denying my truth because I had become so terrified of these negative perspectives and what they had to say about me. And so that's why it was so powerful and healing 
for me to go through this process. And then over time, as that resistance began to fade and that fear began to subside, the result was that I stopped worrying about the implications of my gender and my sexuality. And it wasn't like the monster just completely went away. I mean, I could still judge myself like that if I really wanted to, but it's more like, that's just not really interesting to me anymore. That line of questioning, those kinds of belief systems, just overanalyzing myself, all of that doesn't feel relevant to my experience anymore. So yeah, for me, this was the beginning of a powerful shift in my journey. And keep in mind that I framed this conversation around sexual sin and perversion simply because that's something that relates to my situation and what I was growing out of. But really, what I'm talking about here is any kind of unnatural label or belief which has turned into your personal monster, right? So in whatever way negative beliefs have created wounding for you, I'm sort of presenting you with this approach and say, hey, maybe this kind of an exercise could be useful to you. All right, my friend, I'll see you in the next one.